everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Girls Talk Ag. I'm Jen. Opening I'm up Kelsey. here today with Karen <laughs> and, I'm Karen. and Kelsey. <laughs> and um, I'm, on, I'm on my soapbox today. Um, and so Kelsey was like, well, just go for it, Jen. And I'm like, okay, because I'm here. I'm on my soapbox. I have it. I'm going to talk safety. And I think what I want to do today, girls, is talk about all the different areas. Because let's be honest, there's a million different areas of safety that need Need to be paid attention to on a farm. Not all jobs have safety issues, That's, I, but I want to focus on obviously on farm and home. Um, we just to be clear, I put out a tweet the other day, very last minute, um, about ways to clear up a, a grain bin where the corn had gone out of condition. Now we did have one in. Um, July that went out of condition and we were able to get that cleared up. What I want to talk about though is what I'm looking for is ideas and ways to clear up that grain before we get into a bad situation. Like I, I know we are we are blessed and I've been part of it to have these um I don't know what they call them anymore, the tubes that go around. If someone were to get stuck in grain, we have tubes that go around and we can hopefully get these people out alive but what I want to talk about is is that reaction to immediately climb into the bin I want there to be a conversation and ways to talk about clearing up that grain that's out of condition before our initial reaction is to jump in that bin am I making myself clear yeah because it seems like too many times we see someone that has died because of a grain bin or let's, it, let's it seems honest. like it's happening more and more but it does. I don't let's know if that's be right Chris so and I how have a up to date are like the sensors in the bins so our sensors as in what like aren't there grain moisture sensors and some bins things? do our bin does not okay. our bin does not I have the whole history of this bin because I made Chris write it down um <laughs> on June 2nd we took some out of this bin and in Chris's words, it was so, the corn was so beautiful. I took a picture of it and he did. Took a picture of the corn running out of the bin. And by the time we went down there mid-July to get another load, it had completely gone out of condition. Uh, moldy, like you wouldn't believe. Kind of chunky, wouldn't come out. This is an older bin. Chris, God love him. It, it, it freaked him out a little bit. Um, high stress. We had a little bit of a quote, knockdown drag out unquote, because honestly, his first action is, I said, we're not getting in that bin until we know what's going on. I said, you're, you're not sending, you're not climbing in it. You're not sending my gun in it. You're not sending a hired hand in it. I said, until we know what's going on, we're not getting in that bin. And he goes, what do you want me to do, Jen? Walk away from it? Just turn it back. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. What I'm telling you is, is that by climbing in a bin that you don't know the condition of, the value of the corn in there is the value of your life right this minute. $30,000 worth of corn in that bin, you're telling me your life is worth $30,000 right this minute. And, and that, that- And just, what did he do? Did he back down? Um, 
a little bit. He, he I'm like, we're just not doing it. Now I'm, he says I'm a bully, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of am. I'm like, we're not doing that. We're not climbing in a bin till we know what's going on. And so my goal here is I'm, he's like, well, I don't even know what to do. He, you know, I want plans in place. Like, okay, these are five ideas you do when a bin has gone out of condition before we think about climbing in it. I think the first thing to do would be have some sort of sensor type system so you know how that bin is doing. But I yeah. guess that's not maybe easy on older bins. It's, um, and <clears throat> I personally don't know, but that's an expense. Like this bin is on a, a big farm we farm in a different county and it's, um, it's by itself. And we've never, honestly, never had a problem with it. And I can't, we, we don't even know really exactly what happened. Um, and, and I guess my point is, is yeah, the sensors probably would have helped, but that's just, honestly, it's not an option for this bin, I don't think. I mean, we may try to find something, but um, I just think we need a list. But then again, the sensors are equal to the life of the person who gets into it. And that's true. I mean, I think we got a whole thing. I think I just want, I'm like, where do you go for this list of things? Like, okay, someone mentioned grain back. Somebody mentioned cutting a hole in the side of the bin. Um, I just think we need a list of things that say, okay, realistically, before we climb in the bin, what are our options to work on this situation before we take a drastic move, like climbing in? So you said um, Chris didn't know what to do. Is this the first time it had happened? Um, no, we've had, I, not a lot. We don't have this problem a lot, on, uh, but I'm not saying we've never had a bin go out of condition. Um, honestly, once once we got a hold of our thoughts and our situation, the bin, we did not climb in the bin and we did not have to take any drastic moves to get this cleaned out, but we were, I mean, it had occurred to us that what do we do? And, and then you have to think about, well, once you get some of that corn out, is it going to be rejected somewhere? And then what do you do with rejected corn? And, and it's a whole, yeah, I don't, I don't say panic situation, but it's, I mean, it, it starts messing with your head. Yeah. And it's uh, a lot of money. Like you said, it is. And, but my big thing is, is that, when you, your first reaction is to fix a problem. I mean, that's always someone's first reaction. And normally when it comes to bin situations, the first reaction is fix it by getting in it and getting your hands on it and seeing what's going on. And I, and I just think you're putting a value on your life. Um, well, there are safety harnesses and things too. Okay. If you and there are. And, and that's another thing I want to talk about. Like you can get them on Amazon. Deliver them the next day. We do have a safety harness. You just, I just, I'm just a big fan of stopping, taking a deep breath and figuring out what's going on. Put that safety harness on if you have it. Um, make sure you have more than one person there. Um, just so many things. And that, I think that's, that's what got me thinking about doing a whole series that, that kind of doesn't have an expiration date. Let's talk about bin safety let's talk about harvest safety let's talk about barn lot safety um when my kids were little uh chris's mom and dad their grandparents live back the lane and to get back there you have to walk past our grain bin system so like 
busy seasons, I'm like, no, you can't just walk back to Grandma and Grumpy's because we have semis moving and tractors moving, just all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, ATVs and four by four or four by fours, uh, side by sides are a huge deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, in my area, we do a lawnmower and tractor driving safety school, and those numbers have gotten smaller and smaller. Like, I don't know if kids just feel like they can, they learn it at home and they call it good. If parents are teaching them, I mean, I learned from my dad when I was younger, but um, it still was good to go somewhere else and hear it. And um, well, I know a lot I, of the dealerships have like four wheeler safety classes. Yeah. And honestly, like something that I learned when I was younger is obviously to wear ear protection on the lawnmower. And I'm like, you know, you just kind of like, you you just nod and like, yeah, I'll do that. But it's like, I've lost my hearing (laughs) because of the loud machinery. And that's a safety issue now for me. Sunscreen. Yeah. How many farmers have had to have sunscreen? That's a whole episode right there. Um, you know, the sunscreen and the hearing protection. Chris has ringing in his ears and drives him insane. It's from the grain bins and the dryer, the, you know, everything. So anyway, what I I think he'd say it was from you, Jen. No, just kidding. Okay. You know, actually probably is, but whatever. Um, so, so what I'd like is for us and the three people listening is to pull together some safety areas that we can discuss and give us recommendations for people in those areas that we could have on to discuss like options and, and advice and, and, you know, the and aftermarket companies, the grain bin companies, you know, all of those people, how, who is there, who has something to retrofit an older bin to make it safer? Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that um, we have, we have someone at Purdue that um, specializes in farm accidents. And, and Chris was like, oh, you need to get, I can't think of his name. And I'm like, but what I want is not someone, and I think we do need to talk to him actually. I don't want someone who's who's there after the accident. I want someone who can tell me how to prevent the accident. Um, there the is Indiana, the Indiana Soybean. It's not the Indiana Soybean Association and corn. What are your commodity organizations called over there? Alliance. The Alliance. So they give out really, really great chemical resistant gloves at their meetings. And I thought that is one of the most brilliant swags to give out. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite swags is hitch pins too, but um, (laughs) safety wise. Yes. Yeah. Safety wise though. Yeah. The gloves. I mean, and to be quite honest, your co-op where you get your stuff should have those available. Um, there is a, uh, someone at Iowa State Extension who is, who, uh, someone recommended to me is really good at the grain quality. I'd like to talk to him. Um, and I think, um, any of the grain bin companies have people who can tell you like that they can hawk their own goods for all I care, you know, like the sensors and the ideas to, to work on that. Um, you know, how many farms make people wear high-vis shirts so that they can be seen? My, you know, I was thinking earlier. I know a few that do. 
my kids never wore, I, I've seen so many people on Instagram whose kids wear the vests if they're on the farm. Now my kids never did. Um, uh, today's the third it. anniversary of losing my friend's six-year-old from, you know, being backed over in the farm lot. So. Yeah. I mean, and it's just all around us. And, and I, yeah. I mean, my own family, we've had, uh, we've had two anhydrous burn incidences and, um, in the fifties, my, my paternal grandfather lost both of his hands to a corn picker. So, I mean, and, and my uncle was run over by a semi We're we're all it's, we're not immune from it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you can't prevent everything, but you can certainly, no, you can't, <laughs> but you might as well try to prevent what you can. Yeah. I will also say, um, I said earlier, the lawnmower and tractor driving safety school, we have something separate that's farm safety camp that I went to as a kid and they would do a real live accident scene. And to this day, it still gives me goosebumps to think about it because they would make it as real as possible. I think the year I was younger, it was a four-wheeler accident and it was flipped over and I knew the people that were acting, you know, in it, but it, that scared me to death. We had that um, operation prom. Yeah. And it just puts yeah. things into perspective. Um, that makes you, it kind of scares you into it, but like that was the way to do it, you know, and they still do that to this day. So I think, I think people, they, kids, at least Ramire get exposed to it, but the thought of keeping those good practices over time I know I Jen you've talked about this we get in a hurry we got to get the crop in we got and that's when safety goes out the door um, it does. So get annoyed like, by some of the safety things that are precautions you know like if you get off the mower it shuts off that annoys people they try to go around it you know they stop their seatbelt from dinging if they don't have it on and just some things like that but you know those things are there to protect you not to annoy you yeah and uh, another one I want to add to the list is, um, and, and this can be for non-farm people, uh, the driving uh, on roads with tractors and equipment. Um, you know, like the lawnmower thing can be, you don't have to live on a farm to use a lawnmower. Everybody has lawnmowers. So, I mean, I think we're reaching out as well. And I think one of those areas could be driving on the road with equipment. And not only for people that are driving, but us who drive equipment on the road I think we get very um again we get in a hurry we need to get things done or we get impatient or um to to be quite honest I get annoyed I mean like how many cars can line up behind me before I actually have to get over um I think it happens to everyone and I think we just you know like we need to get from field to field so let's just push forward and I think I don't think reminders hurt yeah for sure what does your back door say again be careful. Yes. Maybe that's, that's our series. Be careful. Um, and it could be, yeah. When you walk out my back door, it's, it's printed right there on my back door on a vinyl sticker. Be careful because, and if you ask anyone, if you leave my house, that's what I'm going to say to you. I'm not, I'm probably going to say goodbye, but I'm also going to be, be careful. Um, yeah. Well, so that's something we'll start planning on, but do reach out to us. You can message us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, we each have a Twitter. You can reach out individually, but please send us your recommendations because this is something we want to. Yeah. Um, Any, anything that we, you think we haven't covered here, because I know we haven't covered everything and, 
experts or people who can talk about it. And I mean, if you sell something, you know, this is a good time yeah. to bring something in like that. Let us yeah. know what's out there. Let us know what's out there. And, and, and I think another important one that we talked about, I think Kelsey brought up beforehand was the agribility. I think we need to do an episode on it because accidents do happen. They're not 100% avoidable. So if it happens, there are things and in, in organizations and people that can help you. And I think that needs to be brought to light as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm excited. I love safety. <laughs> I say <laughs> I that now. Teach but... it next semester so you can come help me with it. Oh, I would love there you that. go. Safety like what? Now, I, have to, I have to go bush hog here in a minute and I'll probably get impatient, but bush hogging's another one. That's PTO shafts. So I did, yep. they're just, it's just so endless, honestly. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm going to break right. safety down or build it up. I guess you don't want to break Dennis, it. Dennis, the safety police. Don't yes. get her after you. Yeah. I, I really, Chris calls me that all the time, but um, I can't, I think about accidents. I don't obsess, but I think about them because I always say to Chris, you're in a hurry and you might solve the problem, but if there's an accident, you're creating more problems quite bluntly, it's another mess to clean up. Um, but, but not only that, but you're not only leaving behind a family and heartbreak and all these people, but you're leaving behind your workload as well. I mean, it's, it's a whole string of things that happen because you think you're in a hurry to solve a problem and it, and if you're not doing it safely or correctly, it's just creating a whole string of problems. Mm-hmm. And I go back to what is your life worth? Because if you're risking your life to solve a problem without thinking it through, you're telling me that's what your life is worth. So also pay up your life insurance. (laughs) Have life insurance. Have life insurance. Hmm. Yep. I'm all energized. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, we'll get on that. Big thing we need is any topics you think we've missed. And I think um, I'm so excited about this. Um, and, and any experts, any people like Karen said, selling stuff that in the safety department, anybody who's experienced some of this, I think it's really good. I think it, it, it's, it gives us again, something that doesn't expire because this is always a hot topic mm-hmm. and, um, can be shared and, and I promise to keep them clean too. So you can share them with your kids. <laughs> These will be PG. They're just expected now, Jen. I know, right? But still, I'll try really hard. Just don't be a dumbass. There, I got it out. Oh, my kids are very well acquainted with, we don't go to the hospital for stupid. (laughs) We don't. Someone said that last night. I had a friend who, um, we were at a Helena meeting and her little boy is four four I think came up to me and showed me his snake bite on his belly and I go oh my gosh and he and she goes oh it's not a snake bite snake bite he tried to uh use a staple gun and stapled his belly oh my gosh ouch (laughs) he was very brave about it um but I'm like dang in the first place I can't operate a staple gun they're hard to operate but um yeah. Much less do it on your cell. Much less. I think that's what he'd done. He turned around and was trying to push push it really hard and then got it in his stomach. 
he's fine. He's fine. It didn't go in very deep, but um, uh, yeah. Yeah, now anytime my kids see somebody hurt, they're like, now wasn't that stupidity? Why did they go to the hospital? <laughs> my four-year-old nephew broke his leg because he jumped off the couch. Oh, isn't that stupidity, mom? Well, yeah, but you still have to go to the hospital to get But you still do. Yes, and I think that I hope my kids knew that. But the point was my in my my mom defense, I felt like if they knew that, they might not attempt something stupid. But we did have I just judge people because of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So do I. So what else is going on this week? I am doing Twitter Spaces, the Nooner chat with Bridget at cool. noon today. What no, are you we, talking about? Yeah. That's a good question. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> you should uh, put that on the Girls Talk Egg Twitter page that you're going to be on it. So, um, and I'm taking a cooking class tonight with the kids. We're doing carnival foods. <gasps> cool. I've seen the last one you did. I've come over for that, man. Where, who's doing that? It's Who's called the cookery in Morton. Um, they have all different kinds. I saw some pictures. They must have had a sushi night this week. They've done Italian nights, French cooking nights. Um, they do vegan. They do gluten-free. I mean, just about anything you could imagine that you might want to make. They do like Harry Potter ones. Um, they did Star Wars themed ones. It just kind of all depends. They have all kinds of stuff going on. So that's cool but it's carnival foods tonight so i could get behind that so elephant ear funnel cake i assume funnel cakes um taffy yeah, tenderloins the kid bristol found it and she's like we have to do this one so i didn't lemon really shake it lemon shake up yeah. is on there yep that one i know um, maybe i'm leaning towards more of a fair than a carnival like i'm thinking yeah. about a state fair right now fried oreos <laughs> I could use another ribeye from last week. Hmm. That sounds good too. And I need to go do my soy envoy report. So Woo-hoo! fungicide on. We finished fungicide yesterday. Uh, our beans are getting many, it. I haven't seen very many planes going, but we did I... all we did all ground rig this year. Hmm. The last three days we've had very very heavy fog and dew mm. so we are brewing up something here pretty quick <laughs> we were so supposed to have rain. scouting yeah we were supposed to have rain yesterday they called it off till sunday um we didn't have the rain but the fog and the dew everything is wet and that's the perfect environment to blow up some sort of disease so be on the well, lookout good thing we're putting fungicide on our beans made yeah. that decision last night did you do your corn too yeah that's done and there's been known to have tar spot every year so yeah. um my 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 big question though and i tweet about this a couple of weeks ago i saw way more helicopters this year than ever before spraying rather than just regular crop dusters it i was heading home from bloomington one day and within a five miles i saw two helicopters going across the interstate spraying not spraying on the interstate but you know yeah logistically though they can land on top of the rig and get refilled as opposed to flying back to the local airport Mm -hmm. they can get they can get a little lower and stay lower longer too 
Um, now I think there's programs like one of my friends, um, 20 some year olds, he is in a program right now learning how to spray spray from a helicopter. So there must be a school somewhere that, you know, has that. Most I wonder of the guys who do the helicopters around here come up from the South. Um, we had, um, several drones this year, not as personally, but we had several drones, um, out and about. And I had one grower tell me that it's cheaper to buy one of the larger drones than it is to buy a large high clearance sprayer. Oh, Chris and I have talked about that. He's like, he's, he's like, look at this. Uh, we have a John Deere sprayer, so we don't do our own corn. We, he does all our own beans on fungicide, but we do not do our corn. We were able to have it all run um, ground rig. We, our big thing around here is we have a few smaller fields. And so flying on is, it just doesn't, the coverage is not there. And we are in a highly developed area. So lots of houses. So when you're doing the spraying, I mean, like, I know they do a great job, but you, your drift is a huge possibility. And fungicide's mm -hmm. not a big deal, but people hate that. Oh my God, you're spraying chemical from the air. Um, there are I think they're spraying dicamba or something. Yeah. Like that. They're trying to kill oh, you. You had to use the D word. I did use a D word. Um, but now the drone technology for that type of thing has really come up and I know some farmers have been using it for three years and they're they're really happy with it but I think it also gives the local farmer control you know they don't have to get on a long list um, it is something they can do themselves it's something if they have you know a kid coming back to the farm it's a good job for you know the younger generation to get involved and be in charge of something yeah, um, but now, some of the larger drones, um, depending on what the capacity is, you have to get a medical card through the FAA and take a pilot's test too. So yeah, the now that I, I did hear that some of the drones overbooked and had to call in the co-op to pick mm -hmm. up some acres because it does take a little longer. But I, you're right, Chris and I have discussed we could get a drone over a high clearance sprayer and be in charge of our own corn fungicide. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have to, like you say, there's some, it, it, you know, you have to be trained on the software, the drone, the FFA, FFA, FFA <laughs> the, you know, there's just a lot to it, but um, mm -hmm. it, it is definitely a possibility for sure. And there are some uh, companies focusing on drone spraying too. Um, Grip Custom Farms up in Bureau County, Illinois, uh, have a second division called Sweetwater Technology, and they have a bunch of drone teams out there working together, getting across acres. And I think they had started a few years ago when it was too wet to get in their other rigs. Right. Um, and so they've been working with the technology for a while, but they've done several thousand acres this year already. I think that's a, a key point too, is like, if you can't drive over it to get that fungicide on, number one, this is a great way to get that fungicide on because you're going to need that fungicide yeah. if you're in, if it's too wet to get on the field, you're really going to want that fungicide on there. Yeah. And it is lower water volume, but you also have to think about, you don't have as much evaporation when you're that close to the canopy. No, it's you're right on the small. canopy. You're, yeah. you're covering those areas. You're not. Yeah. It's very, um, I think it, it's some promising technology, definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. 
And if you can do it, you know, in the morning on your own schedule and you're not waiting for somebody, or if you hire somebody who has enough capacity, Mm -hmm. then I think that you get better timing as opposed to, I agree. Yeah. You know, we had, we have one of our clients is a spray up as a plane operator and, you know, he went into a weekend on a Friday, had 1500 acres. By the time Monday came around, he had like 25,000 to do. So things can turn quickly. Yeah. And, and, and if you're prepared, then you have the capacity to help yourself. Yeah. It's a huge potential. I think, um, I, I think the key is to, I think part of the key is to go slow and steady to it too. learn what you're doing, figure it out. Don't sign up for more than you can do. Talk to somebody who's already been doing it. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, asking a question like that on Twitter, that's how you get, that's what's best about Twitter is that you can find those people to give you information. People, you know, people cuss Twitter. I've seen people cuss Twitter. I love Twitter. I mean, like when I put that tweet out the other day. No, no, it's X. Oh, that's right. What the hell happened? That every time I go in, I'm like, why do I have a twisted X app? Oh, wait, that's Twitter. What is the X? I don't understand. I saw yesterday that um, it doesn't say retweet anymore. It says repost. So it's no longer retweet. So what what does the X stand for? I'm so confused. Ask Elon Musk. I don't know. I'm co- I'm just as confused and sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. But I no, that's to okay. I, I I forgot. I kind right. of I forgot that I it changed. To block that out. I um, but I love Twitter. When I asked that question, I had I had people say, "What can we do to help? What do you know? Here's what we did." And and I'm like, "No, I just need someone to talk to." But people immediately were willing to help in any way they could, and I think people that's the old Twitter coming back. It is the old Twitter coming back and and people complain about Twitter. I'm like, then you're following the wrong people. You're, you're not with the right group of people. Our number one listener, Stan, he always says shit in, shit out. (laughs) So you get get out what you put in. So I can 100% get behind that. But I will say too, a lot of the early Twitter people are now in my phone. So, you know, I I got those connections and now I can just, you know, text instead of. Yes, I agree with that as well, but you can always build new connections as well. So I think we need to keep, but, but I definitely don't use it how I used to. I don't feel we need to save the world. Yeah. Thank a farmer. (laughs) All, all pucked right. up. Although you know what, beat off twenty three should be starting here soon. I do love beat off season for sugar beet harvest. That's uh, I'll That's like one that. of my favorites. <laughs> and if you watch the new Barbie movie, you kind of get that too. Oh, I'm going this weekend. It was good. I liked it. Really? My kids went with me, and they were like, "Mom, why are you laughing?" I'm like, "Never mind. You won't understand." <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. It's a lot more. There's like, a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. It was good. I was pleasantly surprised. Make sure you Thank wear you. pink. I'm going to wait Denver. till it comes out so I can sit in my recliner. <laughs> well, and I want to see it again because I'm sure there are things I missed, you know, when I was laughing at something else. So I'll report back. All right. All right. I'm going to go bush. Okay.
So let us know your thoughts and we'll get this series going. Yeah, perfect. I love it. I'm so excited. Have a good week, guys. Girls talking. Yeah.